0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Stuttering is Cool. This is Danny, coming to you on a beautiful summer morning in Toronto, in Canada. It's August and I'm just on my way back from walking. I decided to walk to spend as much time as possible in the sun walking uh, from the post office delivering my latest batch of orders for my book. For those who may not know, maybe you're a new listener, I wrote a book. It's an illustrated uh, self-help book entitled Stuttering is Cool with the subtitle A Guide to Stuttering in a Fast-Talking World. So it's all about my advice and experiences in living with stuttering and what I did to Uh, Gain confidence and just and just totally Embracing my stuttering using it to my advantage reaping the benefits and so on and So forth my gosh, I'm out of breath because I tend to walk too fast. So let me walk slower and You'll probably notice. I don't stutter that much. That's because of two things one. I don't stutter when I'm talking by myself Because it's not really a form of communication, as I understand. And, uh uh-oh, I took a wrong turn. (laughs) Oh dear, I don't know where I am. Um, Anyway, so much for knowing my neighborhood, huh? Uh, Maybe I should take out... See, thank goodness for Google. (laughs) In any case. uh, Okay, let me check the GPS now. This is sad. Okay, oh, there is uh, a okay. carries bar, crescent bar, Okay, uh, uh what the heck, I'll just keep walking it's nice and quiet. <laughs> anyway, today's episode. Uh, oh, if you want to, if you're interested in hearing more about my books, stutteringscool.com is the website, it'll have all the information there and how to order. So, next time that I go delivering my books, your book will be in there, hopefully, <laughs> if you're interested. Okay. I don't know where to find... Oh, I was supposed to go over there. There we go. Found the route. So where I am right now, just to give you an idea. um, I'm actually at an elementary school. And a big field behind the elementary school. And somewhere there's a gate that takes me to where I'm supposed to go. I took uh, the scenic route, I guess, from the... Post office because it's a lot quieter away from the main street where the post office is on and it's this is my third time recording this and yeah, that's how long the walk is and Yeah, it was it was just irritating kept all this lobbyist loud, loud trucks and such and it doesn't provide a pleasant ex- Listening experience as much as you're probably hearing the wind noise. <laughs> it's probably not that great. Okay, on to today's episode which is all about therapeutic clowning and what the heck does that have to do with stuttering. Not much with the exception of the improv that these therapeutic clowns uh, employ in their practice. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, talk more, I mean, sorry, you're going <laughs> distracted, there was a bird. Well i 'm going to stop talking, and i 'm going to let you learn more about this fascinating field of therapeutic clowning. Oh, uh, two things one if you 're the type that doesn 't like clowns, don 't worry it 's not those type of clowns these are These are uh, clowns that well, I guess I could say you no know, they won 't necessarily freak you out, so you'll grow to love the idea of what they do. The other thing is, I must provide full disclosure in You know, I do have that text and I want to let you know that, uh, full disclosure, I recorded this interview, uh, At the time that I recorded this interview, which was in June, I was working um, at a children's hospital and that's where the therapeutic clowns, uh, that's where I met Helen, who will be the, my subject of my interview, that's where she worked as well. So basically, you know, we're friends, (laughs) number one and two. I recorded at my former workplace. Welcome to my show. Thank you for Can having I call me. you Helen. Can yes, I of Helen? course. Helen? That's
1: who I am.
0: Well, let's speak. Well, first, um, <laughs> full disclosure: you don't stutter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I but, do not.
0: Um, you are a therapeutic clown.
1: Yes, I'm a and, therapeutic clown practitioner.
0: And the reason why that you're on the show mm-hmm. is because, um, from what I understand, mm-hmm. uh, therapeutic clowning is all uh, uses makes use. Of a lot of things like um you know improv reading a room mm-hmm. uh, how to respond to somebody's uh, reactions whether they're negative or mm-hmm. positive so i thought hey that's the typical thing that us stutterers <laughs> go through so i wanted to yeah um no number one introduce the world of therapeutic clowning mm-hmm. to my audience and mm-hmm. also you know uh learn more about stuff so let's start with well, first, let's get to know who the hell is this uh, Helen that we're talking to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who is this lady? Who is she? <laughs> uh, well, I'm um, a short answer is I'm a I'm a trained uh, theatrical uh, artist. Um, by trade, I'm an actor, an improviser, and a theatrical and therapeutic clown artist. Um, I also do clowning in circus, so I was with Cirque du Soleil and currently I'm with uh, two other local circuses. Um, so for me, um, uh, you know, it was really important to, as an artist, to find a way to uh, keep my art really flexible and it led me toward healthcare. So I thought to myself, this might be a really wonderful balance between, you know, entertaining people. Versus serving people, and to be in uh, service in healthcare is a really unique uh, opportunity for for artists who, um, you know, we're 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 used to uh, we're, we're used to having a, an audience come to us. So for us to be invited into a very private space uh, is a very different proposition. So mm-hmm. it meant learning very new tools. Uh, and, and augmenting tools that I probably had a little bit of, but you need a lot of it. Like you say, like the, the ability to read people, the ability to interpret feelings in a room and how to, how to really um, assess in a very short amount of time uh, uh, the reactions of people and how, how that affects you and your emotions and how do you juggle that?
0: And the reason that you have to read people in the room, so to set to set the scene. The typical scene is like, I mean, I'd be walking or you no know, al- um, along the halls here, mm-hmm. and suddenly I'd just see you and your colleague, your colleague therapeutic clowns, you know, in your clown uh, costumes mm-hmm. outfit, in fully in the persona. Mm-hmm. So you're coming to the audience. Yes. They don't even know that they're coming for a show, or you know, they're going to stumble upon and yeah. you know, and whether you stutter or not, that can be very uh, nervous? How do I react? You know, some people don't yeah. like clowns. Yeah. I remember the very first time that mm-hmm. I ever the f- my first day here when I first learned about the clowns. Oh, oh! And they come to the office. How do I react? And I was like, <laughs> I'm nervous. And I was waiting for that day. Like, what's gonna happen? And it happened. I was in the I was trapped in the elevator <laughs> with a nurse. Can I say the name? With yeah. with a nurse Polo.
1: Yeah, Nurse Polo is my clown partner, and he's. He's Hilarious. in partnership <laughs> with, with Dr. Flap, who is my alter ego. So just for the audience to know. And um, uh, and we're, we're working here as therapeutic clowns at Holland Bloorview Kids Rehab Hospital. So yeah, oftentimes we do get to bump into staff and families and clients in mm-hmm. the elevator. And that can be a very confining... It is a very confining But a space. lot of fun
0: though, because I Good. was so put at ease afterwards. Because okay. I remember, I think, I got on the first floor... Yeah. The third floor, it stopped at the third floor. It opened yeah. up. And Nurse Polo was out there, you know, doing something. You know, do I have the uh, permission to walk in? <laughs> no, you Knowing one what to say. So I'm like, okay, sure, come in. <laughs> and then great. the entire time I was singing, I'm going to stutter, I'm going to stutter. <laughs> and then he did this whole routine of, you know, um, you know how I was able to control the elevator.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, with the whole buttons thing. So it's that kind of deal. I and mean, then I remember yeah. once... Um, I was on a tour of. I was coming on a tour of the building, and then then a the nurse, uh, uh, sorry, um, Doctor Flap came by, <laughs> and um, so here's a group of us just on, you know, doing the tour, and right. here comes this clown that came in. Yeah. So that's what I meant by. You know, there could be some people going, "Okay, please, yeah. I don't like clowns, get out of here." Or that's there could right. be people like, "Oh my
1: gosh, I love you," <laughs>
0: like uh, me. So, <laughs> so it's I just the wanted whole to range. That yeah,
1: here. no, I'm glad you did, and it's it is the whole range of different reactions, and I think that's really fair because, uh, as you say, some people are expecting us, and some people aren't, mm. and the ones that aren't, you know, may or may not have had exposure to professional. Right. Theatrical or therapeutic clowning, and it could be a little concerning for some who maybe have had a very negative experience in the past, right. with say like a birthday clown or like a volunteer clown who didn't know what they were doing, and that's that's a very uh, it's a very rich problem because uh, <laughs>
0: the way it sounds, <laughs> yeah,
1: because. Uh, yeah, because I, I too am afraid of those kinds of clowns. Um, I'm very, very harsh on clowning, on the art of clown. And as any student of mine will attest to, I'm really, really particular about what makes a good clown and what, and what doesn't. And how can we train people to get better at their craft? Um, so, yeah, the unexpected nature of therapeutic clowns being in a healthcare environment, there, there's a lot of risk there in terms of emotional risk, um, uh, but but it's it's assaged by a lot of a lot of things that we have in place, which is you know how to read people, not to impose, to always obey a no, um, to to know that we are to be invited into a room right rather than impose to, uh, our presence and
0: to not uh, that that, that, that yeah. you guys don't just walk right into a no. patient's room or no you know yeah that's you you are you are requested you're yeah, invited or, that's
1: right yeah. and it's really important for for kids and teenagers and youth to be empowered uh to make that choice that's and right. uh um, and some of them uh, playfully say no, and that becomes a game. It becomes a comes a game of barring the clowns out of their room, which is really fun. <laughs> so you force um, your way back in? <laughs> no, no, no. We just we just you know have a hissy fit, or we we protest outside their room, or you know we might have. But a, in a jokingly you know, totally, totally. And if it's a true no, if it's like you know what, guys, I just don't love clowns, and then we're out of there. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, we won't. But if it, it depends on the nature of the no. Mm. Um, but no is a very powerful thing. And we take it very, very seriously. And, um, and, and you know, we, we often say that we're courting people, we're courting our staff members, we're courting new family members, we're courting new clients. And this courtship might take just a couple of minutes or now, a couple of days. people might be
0: thinking courting as in dating.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> so court- I think what
0: courtship it more. yeah
1: it's it's in a way it's kind of like dating it's kind of like those early stages of the mm. date scene where you're kind of checking each other out a little bit and you're kind of wondering is this is uh, it safe to talk to a client? yeah is this is this appropriate <laughs> is this is this something that you know i can have control over is this you know and and you know it's um it's a very very interesting uh time, which might take, you know, like I say, a couple of seconds or minutes, it might take some days, it might even take some weeks or months, depending on who the client is and who the family members are, and staff, you know, we've had examples of a very long arc of, of you know, uh, between, like, not buying into our service, to being, like, the the biggest advocates of our service, mm-hmm. and we've seen a lot of conversions over the yeah. years, which especially is especially cool. since
0: you're also backed by research. Or is yes. that research still going on?
1: Yeah, we did a preliminary uh, research uh, effort, which was measuring the um, effects mm-hmm. of our presence with children who had difficulty communicating, and um, because we we didn't know, you know, uh, in some cases, if we were having a positive or negative effect mm. on kids that couldn't show in their face. They couldn't yeah. speak it. They couldn't mm. express themselves in a traditional way. So um, the research team right here at Holland Bloorview devised um, a means to read their autonomic signals before, during, and after our presence. So
0: those are like the bio for the yeah, layman? that's right. <laughs> the <layperson>. That's right. <laughs> <Sorry>. So they <laughs>
1: measured, you know, skin, sweat, blood oh. Uh, pressure, um, you know, uh, heart rate, um, you know, and and they they would measure these things before, during, and after, just to determine our, you know, what 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 constitutes excitement and mm-hmm. what constitutes fear, and they measured it in in um, contrast to kids that could verbalize. Oh, I see. So, uh, the, the educated still kind of a, a, an experiment, um, that's ongoing, but we have the, the educated guess now, which is a lot more informed than what we had before, which was just sort of a, a feeling guess. Mm. So now the educated guess is that indeed we are having a positive impact on these kids who might be locked in, who might be semi-comatose, uh, severely brain damaged. We wanted to make sure we weren't doing harm. Mm. Um, so that's a big concern to us um, because it is about choice. Yeah. And if you can't actively make that choice, that's a problem. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that was really exciting. And uh, so we are an evidence-based practice, um, and we measure our success in various ways. Uh, we have annual... Um, you know surveys which we give to clients families that, staff that's
0: I remember filling out one yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and um, and that's important because it's an opportunity for people to feedback anonymously and that's and that's the one of the best measuring techniques you can have mm. so um, so it's been great it's been really interesting nice
0: so um, when you are faced with someone um, I mean, you um, you uh, have touched on it with the whole powerful word of mm, mm, oh. Yeah. When you face with someone, say so, it's an older person mm-hmm. um, who just gives you that negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Do you just move on, or do you have to like say you're confined in the elevator space, and right. it's like okay, stop it, you know? Yes, <laughs> or, yes. So uh, um, in so within the scope of. Someone that's stuttering and they're getting mm-hmm. this cold stare back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually for the most part, I mean, we don't get uh, as you know, adults very bad feedback mm-hmm. unless they're really a jerk. But sure. for the kids, you know, I mean, kids can can be uh, cruel, so they'll probably either laugh in their face they get that kind of negative feedback. Mm-hmm. So, any advice on how to turn things around or how to handle a situation like that? Anything like that mm-hmm. that you can speak of?
1: Well, I'm I'm hesitant to give advice because I think everyone has their own approach to these things, but I could share with you some examples of what we have done in the past with people sure. who, you know, feel either turned off or you know, the ones that uh, there are a lot of adults that actually do fear clowns, and mm-hmm. it's a very small percentage of the population, but either fear clowns or have an intense dislike <laughs> for clowns. And I should clarify that um, professional therapeutic clowns in healthcare do not wear any makeup, and That's we actually right. do appear quite normal to the average person. <laughs> it's not like we have big fright wigs, we don't have big s- floppy shoes. We don't carry squirty flowers, none of that stuff. Um, we're, we're actually pretty pedestrian in appearance, but you can tell we're clowns. We actually do wear the clown nose, which is the universal signifier for fun and imaginative play. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that for, for your listeners who might <laughs> true, think true. it doesn't think matter because no matter it. what you say, as soon as I hear the word clown, I'm going to think, you yeah. know, big big exaggerated features. So we don't do that um, because there's enough fear out there. And I'm fearful of that type of clown. But in spite of everything, in spite of not having any makeup, in spite of having a very pedestrian, very calmed down appearance, we still get an aversion to our presence uh, from time to time. And... A lot of the time I have to say it's from adults who again may have had a very negative experience uh, with a volunteer clown or just a different type of clown that isn't really aware of how to Ah, be with people so I'm very empathetic to those kinds of reactions so first of all it's empathy Um, we really uh, it's it's part of our training to put ourselves in other people's positions that that's how that's Step number one is is to have some empathy and some um, and really care about about this reaction, um, so we don't brush it off lightly. Um, and then the next step, uh, you know, is often um, acknowledgement. So if someone has a a scared reaction, we don't ignore this. We acknowledge it, and it could be in many different ways. We could agree with them, you know. We could say. You know, yeah. Like often, what These I do elevator is, elevator buttons I, are scary. <laughs> no, Let's no. If, they, <laughs> if I know they're scared of me, oh. then I agree with them, and I say, I just name a spade a spade, right? And like name the elephant in the room. So if you're afraid of me, and we're in a very confined space, likely I'm the kind of clown that's going to say, yeah, it's totally frightening that we're here in this confined space together. My gosh, <laughs> what's going to happen? Uh, let me reassure you, I'm going to stay at this side, far, far away from you. <laughs> you know, And usually that elicits, like like you just did, a bit of a laugh or a giggle. It breaks the ice. And it also proves to the adult, you know, um, I get it, dude. Mm. I get it. And that's totally natural. And it's fine. And we don't have to feel awkward in this moment. Um, so a lot of it is I, I just use... Uh, uh, honesty I use my clown logic um, which
0: could be you know clown logic almost conjures up Looney Tunes physics Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny
1: because clowns are, are compared to cartoons mm. uh, we're like living cartoons yeah. and I like that I, I, I think that's pretty accurate um, we're also in the land of puppetry as well too we're sort of like big live puppets um, that would scare me but you know in that kind of clown logic in your head you know clown logic just means it's it's kind of akin to kid logic and you know you'll you'll see kids um do the same things they might talk out loud they might talk about their feelings out loud and that's sometimes a technique that we clowns use so acknowledging what the feelings are in the room if we say it out loud it just releases a lot of tension immediately. Mm. So I don't know if that's something your viewers would feel comfortable doing. But
0: think, <laughs> I'm thinking right now that's <clears> our <throat> typical disclosing or the advertising that we call okay. it. The stuttering. Oh, don't worry. It's just stuttering. Yeah. It's a
1: I think that's coffee. very
0: like, similar. I was at a Starbucks yesterday ordering and I just kept stuttering on my name and the barista kept saying, pardon, pardon. Yeah. So I said just give me that cup and then, then, then I'll write my name down a, just a, for a joke yeah. but he still didn't get my name so he just that's, scribbled something on it that's <laughs> on funny
1: but you know what that muscle is very similar like mm. the fact that you're disclosing something that might feel awkward to, to a lot of people but you're stepping up and you're just acknowledging and disclosing it puts everyone at ease and um, and, and we can be light about it. It's not a tragedy, you know. It's like we're just sharing the space together. There's some kind of misfiring going on, whether it be communication misfiring or, in my case, an appearance, you know, glitch, <laughs> kind of like a fear or like a, a discomfort. But whatever it is, I think it's uh, I think it's really really interesting to have this little dance together and and i think a part of dancing with each other is to acknowledge what's Mm -hmm. happening in the moment um as opposed to brushing it under the rug hoping it'll go away i mean um, it doesn't doesn't really work it doesn't really work it just kind of delays it Mm -hmm. further because if i were to meet that same person in the elevator next week and i haven't been honest with them last week then it's it's setting up this precedence of Okay, I did have the opportunity to dance with you, and by dance I mean <laughs> yeah, metaphorically, metaphor, yeah. uh, or maybe not. You are a terrible dancer. <laughs> Step on my toes. <laughs> um, but but maybe I didn't because I was hesitant and I was in my head. But if I'm in my heart and if I'm in my empathetic self, um, my clown partner and I will will dive into those uncomfortable places and will. We'll find the comfort within that space, and I think, and that's just how we we are as clowns. Because clowning, real clown, real good clown, (laughs) (laughs) that stuff is always based on honesty. Uh, You can't be a good clown without being honest and without really naming naming things and for what they are. And uh, if there's you know discomfort, if there's you know, we, we deal with all kinds of discomfort. It might be physical pain that a client right. is experiencing. We're not going to pretend it's not happening. Uh, we might sing about the pain, for instance, oh, wow. right? Uh, we're not going to necessarily sometimes a, a technique is to distract away from the pain. It just depends on the client, but we have a lot of tools in our chest, and the most appropriate one might be just total brutal honesty, um, <laughs> and and it's great because yeah. then the client feels heard, or the 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 grown up feels heard, and they feel like you're listening to them. Mm. Um, so I think I think it's that that there is a correlation there. I think that there is uh, you can make a. A bridge between your world and mine, because we're forever reading the body language of people. We're taking note of the level of discomfort or confusion, and and we're reacting to that. and uh, And I think um, the technique that you and your listeners will find is going to be in themselves. It's going to be whatever's comfortable for them. Um, I don't think it. You know some of it can be taught, but a, a lot of it is going to be this kind of innate uh, gut reaction that mm. that is going to be authentic to them um, but certainly uh, it helps to have someone you know rooting on the sidelines and saying honesty 's really good, like honesty works <laughs> and um, and when we 're not honest with people, when we deflect or when we just pretend something isn 't there. It's not authentic, and people pick up on that immediately, and it's, it just makes things just weird and delayed. Mm. So we as therapeutic clowns, and we as clowns in general, we're trying to always find that part in, in us that is authentic and is real so that we can share that with our fellow humans, and, and it, it does help um so that that's something that we can do just because we know that it it works and it helps great thank you very much thank you i can go
0: on and on and on <laughs> talking about this but mp3s take a, can take up space Absolutely. on a web server even though they're small but yeah <laughs> thank you thank you for coming on my show
1: thank you dan it's been such a pleasure and an honor and uh hello listeners
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you for a great interview helen and thank you for coming on to my episode uh for allowing me to (laughs) to interview you and chat a bit about this fast this fascinating uh field this fascinating um way to give back beautiful 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 stuff Fun fact: uh, there was a there was a conference, a therapeutic clown conference, that uh, took place at Holland Blur Review. So imagine a room full of people that do this for a living. Really, really nice. Now you're probably hearing, I guess, a babbling brook. Uh, So I am in. Finally, I found (laughs) the park where I was trying to figure out where was that route. I had to use my, yeah, GPS as, you know. Anywho, I received some feedback.
2: Hi, I just searched for stuff regarding studying on Google, and your page showed up, and you actually are from Toronto. I'm from Toronto as well, well, in the Mississauga area. I, it's been tough, actually, because I recently graduated from university, and I'm looking for my first job, but I can't get past a phone interview the few face-to-face interviews I've gotten, I think three, three interviews, and I started the whole time. I, like, right now, I'm, I'm speaking fluently, but when it gets to the interview, I, I get blocked. I can't say anything. I feel like I'm a dummy. It's really embarrassing. Uh, I'm turning 23 in October. I just, I, I'm going to follow your pointers and I do hope it helps. Maybe I, I should, beforehand, I should tell the interviewer that I stutter when I'm nervous. I don't know. But thank you for your pointers and I do hope they help. And you stating you should look for support groups. I'm going to search for that in my area right now. Thank you and keep doing what you're doing. I'll... I'll, I'll Start coming, reading um, the posts on your website because I, this is really, I think this is going to be helpful for me now. Thank you and thanks.
0: Thank, thank you for your feedback and oh, there's a dog here, I guess I'm trespassing on his property, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> job search, always wonderful job search, you know what job search is? it is the perfect workout (laughs) for building patience, for building confidence, and for building patience, confidence, uh, these skills, I guess, uh, (laughs) in selling yourself. And it's very difficult, uh, or rather not, it's very difficult. Hello there. There's a little quiet. Little white dog. It's not really saying anything. Sorry. uh Back on focus here. Job search. Yeah, job search. Totally lost my track of thought, so I'm sorry. Uh, so let me start over. Uh, it's n- never easy, and it has a reputation of being this big nerve-wracking, oh my gosh, stuff when I really got to walk slower. I'm out of breath. I shouldn't be recording when I'm out of breath when the more that you do your job interviews and your phone interviews and writing your cover letters and networking with people, the better you will become at it, at them. <laughs> Grammar. And, you know, you've, you've, you've mentioned that this, I think you've done three, it was that you said. So that means that you're brand new to all this. So you can't really expect to be stellar. (laughs) You know, fresh out of the gate and, you know, doing the job interviews. It took me a while. Um, You know, two years ago I was job searching and now I'm job searching again. And, you know, it took me a while to really get in, you know, to, um, you know, number one, learn the questions that, you know, they're going to ask and how to, you know, not be nervous and just say what you need to say and, you know, should I mention my stuttering, should I not, maybe I'll mention mention it this way, maybe I'll mention it that way. You know, I got into what I felt comfortable doing and what I noticed, huh, this is how I got better, I guess, feedback, reception or whatever. Um, So I can't really offer you this is the way to do it because a lot of it, it's comfort, right? I mean, it's personal comfort. I mean, if... You know, there are some people where they're absolutely mortified at the idea of, of um, you know, telling the interviewer that they started, or even mentioning it at all in the interview. You know, that's fine. Do what's most comfortable for you, because the last thing you need is to be nervous about something else. <laughs> so, back on the phone interview. Yeah, phone interviews, they're not, um, what can I say, uh, versus... Job interviews, phone interviews, you don't see the person, so you don't even know what their body language is. Because I read some, and in a few places, something like communication is 80% body language. So that's 20% are words. (laughs) So all you're hearing are words. I mean, you do hear the tone, but what I'm trying to say is, in a very long, convoluted way, is, you know what? Don't feel too bad about, and I know it's easier said than done, don't feel too bad about being nervous. I mean, it's everybody gets nervous, regardless of their speech. Uh, they get nervous in a job interview, in a phone interview. Um, you never know what to expect in a phone interview. There are times when I've had phone interviews where I had to reply going, well, that's a really good question, which is not a good thing to do, uh, maybe. Um, so... But just know that the more you do these interviews, the more accustomed, the more experience you'll gain in doing them and knowing, ah, this is how I could say, okay, this didn't work, but this did, that did. And you'll, you know, and maybe you can even practice now, like every time the phone rings to really calm yourself. Find a way, something that's going to, Make you feel happy, like whether it's a picture of you know a friend that you keep by the phone. Um, I don't know whatever makes you happy. If there's like a trip that you took, you know maybe have a souvenir so you're thinking about that trip while you're on the phone to keep you keep keep your spirits up. And unfortunately, you're not going to like this, but chances are regardless of your stuttering, whether you stutter or you don't, chances are you're going to do a lot of phone interviews. You're going to do a lot of job interviews. You're not going to get the first job that you apply for. It's disheartening to hear that. But in a city like Mississauga, as large as Mississauga, as large as the greater Toronto area, that's what, 3 million people? Yeah, you're not the only one that applied for the job. (laughs) But... The fortunate thing is, like, don't focus on I didn't get the job. Focus on I'm getting callbacks. Like, already you're ahead of the game. I mean, out of school, what, April? Right now it's August. Okay, three is a lowish number, but considering that you're just out of school, you know, no experience, like, not, like no, I'm assuming no job experience in your field, and you've already gotten three um, interviews, that, that's not bad, really. Um considering, and I'm just repeating myself now, which is something stutterers do a lot. <laughs> okay, and anyway, uh, yeah, so these last interviews that you've had provided you the intelligence, right? Like, and by intelligence, I, I mean like the you know secret service intelligence type deal. Like, okay, so let me assess how I did, what I could have improved upon. Uh, okay, so I stutter a lot, you know, and you're already, um, you've already... Mentioned or pointed out that okay. See I'm nervous and I stutter a lot more because you know while emotions don't cause stuttering, but they do fuel it and So so you're already You're already ahead of the game not to repeat that again and I gotta stop doing that noise. Did you ever notice that I make that noise? (laughs) I did uh, let's see what else did you mentioned um, feeling stupid, feeling embarrassed yeah um, again you are entitled to your feelings uh, because they're your feelings they they're your true feelings like there's no need to deny them um, but <laughs> there's always a but on the show uh, it's your attitude the way you perceive your stuttering, um, you know, what, what, what are you going to do about that embarrassment? Are you going to one, one, make it create this feeling of despair and spiral down into depression and then you become immobilized? Or are you going to learn from the experience and figure out a way? Okay. What can I gain from this that will make use? So again, you're already ahead of the you're already ahead of the game because number one, you asked you were searching on the internet. Thank goodness you came across my page. <laughs> no no. Um, so so far, in my eyes, you're doing fine. It takes a lot of suffering <laughs> and pain in everything in life, um, whatever it is. You know to learn you know and to get better job interviews um, and and the whole interview process from the cover letter from you know the job description to the cover letter to the phone interview and especially the in-person inter- interview the in-person interview is simply the you know they like what they saw on your resume So they're interested in learning more about you, okay? What's uh, this person's personality? How, you know, let's get a feel, let's meet them in person and see, you know, if he or she could be a good fit. And that's also your chance to see, okay, let me see if this is a good fit. Do I want to work here? And such like that. So you're also interviewing them. The other thing is, um, that I wanted to mention. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, what I wanted to say was that we also live in more enlightened times, uh, where you know companies are more open to hiring people with. Whether you consider stuttering a disability or not, what I'm trying to say is that they're more open to diversity of any kind. Whether it's a cultural background, whether it's a disability, whatever it is. Um, but really, like, it all depends on if you are the perfect fit for the position, like experience-wise and skills-wise. And hmm, I guess unless they flat out tell you, they can't hire you because of your stuttering you'll never know that your stuttering ever got in the way of the job interview. So that's my advice. Uh, Keep positive. Keep showing, not just telling, but you have to show in your answers, in your resume, how stuttering never gets in the way. You know, anybody gets nervous. In the job interview and the phone interview, regardless of stuttering, um, and the HR person that you're talking to on the phone has most likely heard it seven thousand times. <laughs> you know you're not the only one that applied for the job, especially in a city as large as Mississauga as, or the Greater Toronto Area. That, that's what three million people. Chances are there's fifty, a hundred, maybe even two hundred people. That they went through resumes, and perhaps maybe they what's the word I'm looking for? They could they filtered it down to okay, here are ten people or twenty people that we, we recommend you, Mr. or Miss Ms hiring manager, to choose, and then they choose ten people, and then they do the phone interview. Or the HR person is told, okay, these ten people them. And then the interview process could be the 10 people or the 7 people and <laughs> I'm distracted again. So we have no choice but to keep confident and to keep positive, as hard as it may seem, Uh, and to just keep creating things. You know, you're living in the internet age where you can create anything and post it online, whether it's a blog on the topic of your industry that you're trying to get into, slide shares, make use of LinkedIn, Doing all this creating um, um, promotes yourself as an expert. And don't think, oh, I'm just a student. I'm not an expert. But you have, like, you'll be seen as more, oh, she's really into this. Perhaps all the other applicants, the other seven, the other ten, whatever, finalists, we'll call them, never did that. You never know. You never know. And that way your skills speak for you and they'll go wow this is amazing and they'll see way past your stuttering cuz they're like we got to hire this person well i hope the things i said made sense <laughs> basically you got to suffer through life to gain the confidence and then you go okay yeah i'm on my 30th interview <laughs> and all that but 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 keep at it i not i don't mean to say that you're going to have 30 job interviews before you land one maybe the next one land but let me know Uh, keep me keep keep me posted I'd love to hear about your adventures (laughs) in the job hunt world and the invitation is open to to all my listeners to send in feedback on my website stutteringschool.com there is a button called send voicemail or send voice feedback something like that where you're able to record with your computer mic and i think it works on tablets too and it emails me and 'm a nice sound file and i play it on my next episode just like i did today uh alternatively you can even record with your smartphone they all have recording apps now so Yep, record, email it to me. Doesn't matter what the format is, I can convert it. Try to keep it under maybe two minutes if you can. And I'll play it on the next episode. I am tired. <laughs> I'm gonna go drink a large glass of water. So thank you for listening and putting up with my noises and my heavy breathing as I walked a little too fast and got lost <laughs> in my own. Anyway, until then, may our stuttering always be filled with confidence. Ciao. Okay, I just wanted to jump in here because right after I recorded the episode, some feedback came in. Hello, this is Fatih from Turkey. I'm uh, an officer at Turkish Navy. I I just read the book Stuttering is Cool and I found lots of advices and new ideas for me and I loved it very much. Thank you, thank you very much thank you very much for your compliments on my book and but most of all for sending in feedback I always enjoy receiving feedback especially in exotic places or you know maybe Turkey is not exotic for you since you live in Turkey but for me you know it's a nice exotic place you know someday I'd love to go and uh, check it out Uh, well until then ciao (laughs)